all and welcome to episode 6 of Two Psychs in Nikes. In this episode, Larry will discuss the time uh, an auction house kind of screwed him over a little bit, but we'll see who won in the end. And I talk about integrity in business. I use a pretty well-known event that happened over the last year and a half. Also, keep an eye out for a bonus episode over the Easter weekend. And... Don't forget to let friends and family and anyone else know about us. Sharing is caring, people. So I hope you enjoy episode six. Hello all, and welcome to episode six, to Two Sykes and Nikes. And I'm Jody. And I'm Larry. And uh, yeah, we made it to the half dozen, Larry. This is, this is all right. We're doing, we're doing okay. We still have a few people tuning in. I did hear from a relative of mine that they're tuning in. Whether it's just a little bit of support, I don't know. But it's given me enough juice to, to keep going. Yeah. Um, I did see in the news just this morning, actually, when I got up, whatever you say about you two and Bono, like people, I have to say, for the last 20 or 30 years, I've heard people giving out about Bono. Mm. He seems to be a very kind of, uh, just like people just don't seem to take to him at all. Like, mm. I think when you're outspoken about issues, you're a bit of a target. But after donating 10 million to, to the Irish health sector, like for PPE equipment and all, did you hear this? But he's uh, all the money that he has, like and the taxes and stuff, like he saves in Ireland, and that's always oh. the response. That's always the response again. I'm glad you said. Yeah, this is the thing because it's so easy for us to go. he has that to give away. Like, yeah, but if I have a tenner, you're probably not getting a fiver of it. So, like, ten million. This is the thing about famous. He gives ten million himself, or you two? Oh, you two, you two. But you're still that's him. I mean, you hear footballers giving 20 grand. Like, I also read about a footballer that sent about a couple of hundred Domino's pizzas down to his local hospital, yeah. like, for lunch. I love things like that. That's just brilliant, like. Yeah. Not so, the healthiest food now to be sent to. But look, it's the gesture that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, imagine they turned them back. Hold on a minute. I'm waiting for me. So, I think he did send a few options. But, um. Yeah, I thought that was really impressive by, mm. by, by, by you two. But uh, the, the main thing I wanted to kick off with was, so we have a French bulldog. He's six and he's been brilliant. He's, he's not really any bother. He's, like, he's very well behaved. He's a, he's a very good dog. But sometimes he gets the odd like, kind of skin allergy and stuff. And they're quite known for this. So last week his paws were flaring up. One of the front paws was really flaring up. And I said, well, I'll just bring him to the vet, not thinking like that there was any change in, in, in the time, in the schedules. Or anything. So I yeah. popped him in the car last week and I went into the vet and they, they were they were only open for emergencies. Okay. So I, I kind of, I, I was about to, I was about to ring the number, but I was looking in and they had the whole place empty. Like there was no bags of food. There was no, the whole place, it was like a sterile environment. So okay. I was about to I was about to ring the number and one of the people from reception just popped their face out with, with a mask on and all and said, Are you okay. So I told me situation and he said, Well, maybe we can even just get you some like antibiotics and things. Mm. So will you bring the dog up? So I just brought him up outside, the vet ran out, checked him and gave me the few bits. And I was it was it was just such a caring gesture because it was it was a Friday and it would have been the weekend yeah. and he would have been struggling. So it was just gorgeous, right? But I wanted to say that I've also had quite poor experiences going to the vet. and Recently? No, just over the time. Uh, uh, you, you know, and you hear, different, you hear people talking about 
this as well. This is kind of a common thing, but sometimes I do feel there's a bit of um, a money aspect or a bit, like you're a bit of a, you're kind of an easy target when you go into the vets because yeah, yeah. I know what you're you talking know, about here. Yeah, okay, because you you love your animal or your animals, and they kind of know that. So we brought them in a few years ago. It was it was in Dublin in a vet, and we had been going to this vet. But we brought him in with this problem, and he was recommended a pill. And we were like, look, we're very like we don't really we give him the minimum stuff possible. We never give him anything. But so she said, but this will stop it. So we brought this pill home. It was like a five day uh, test. So within about three hours. You had no interest in his paws, like, and I thought mm. this is this is like a wonder drug. What's the story with this? Yeah. So we did some research then on it, and it's an anti, um, it's an it's an immune suppressant, which means that obviously he was he was getting rid of that, but he was he was real docile, like he had no interest in stuff. And they also yeah. said that it, it could bring up further problems. And I found out that once you go on it, you pretty much have to go on it until he's dead, like so, because it's you can't take them off it. So right. we would have had to go down there every month and stock up on this pill yeah and, when, and so i took them we, we we decided look we'll just fight it we're washing them and doing it the natural way because this i do sometimes feel there's a slight no i'm not gonna i'm not saying all that's whatever but if you used to have a cat and have you ever come across a similar feeling i have well like okay well you have like um vaccinations right so our experience of that is like <clears throat> Literally, say we we the cat had a vax uh, was vaccinated for something, and uh, we and she's a house cat. She doesn't even leave the house. So then there's the question of does she really need a vaccination if she's not leaving the house? But anyhow, she had this vaccination, and we brought her back for something, and they said we can't do this thing because she hasn't been vaccinated on the first of June, and uh, it's now like the fifth of June, and she was meant to get like. She had been vaccinated and she was due our next vaccination, say, on the 1st of June. Mm. But we didn't bring her back. And five days had passed. And he said, well, we'd have to do the whole thing again from the start, you know. We've had a similar thing, yeah. How did they, how did they narrow down it to, like, if, uh, one specific day that the vaccine is going to stop working? Like, uh, five days, like, won't make, surely that won't make much of a difference over the course of a year. Yeah, we went we went over the date as well before, and they said that that the dog would have to start completely the whole thing again. And we said, well, we're not we're not doing it because that's we're not putting all that stuff in them again. And then you you read you read different things, and people might call them like um, skeptics or whatever. But you do read different reports that it's kind of nonsense a lot of this stuff, and mm. you don't know what to believe and what not to believe because no, it's hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. Do you know what the do you know what the thing is? The animals can't speak up for themselves. So, like, like say with your dog, some people might experience that, like, and they see it as, oh, this problem is solved. He's not licking his paws. That's fantastic. Yeah. But then the dog, his his felt experience of that is like he's just like drugged up to the eyeball. So it's not yeah. that he's he's just not licking his paws. It's like this bigger thing is going on. Like, yeah, like if it, you can't flick yeah. a switch and just just target that one specific problem like this. <laughs> yeah. so anyway that was just my little thing because i did have a great experience last week but i've also had other ones and uh, yeah I, like and because you're not you're not a vet yourself you you don't know whether to believe what they tell um, you or yeah. not that's so, uh, yeah what's the story man what, what's 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 on the what's on the list this week 
Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking about what I wanted to kind of share or talk about, and then this thing came to mind. Of there was a time in the past when I was really looking forward to bidding on a particular item in an auction, um, because I <clears throat> I'd come across this auction and I had a one particular piece that I had a similar piece had sold in an auction like a year or two ago for. A substantial, like a fairly substantial amount of money. So I thought, like, if we can get this for X amount, then it's a no-brainer. Like, it's a great investment. <clears throat> and it's a pretty cool thing as well. So this is like, sometimes like you'll hear about the auction like two or three months before the auction is actually taking place. In this case, it was probably a month or two. So I had it in my calendar, you know, to bid on this auction on Wednesday, you know, two o'clock. So then the auction comes around and... I'm at the computer and I'm, um, you know, get excited about bidding. I always get excited and it doesn't even matter if something's for a tenner or something's for 10 grand. Like, the, my, my body doesn't know the difference. So, Because you even moved the computer there. You were kind of excited even just to relay this story. Yeah, yeah. Cause me dre- <laughs> me adrenaline, when the auction starts coming around, like, my adrenaline would start pumping. And, I love that. Yeah, and it, like I said, it doesn't matter how much the thing is. Like, the same thing kind of happens. Just to stop you there, Larry, would you say that's, would you say it's a, it's a good thing or is that a little bit of a, like, I'm just, I'm just trying it out. Like, I, I, I love stuff that excites us, but mm. would you say you're almost a little bit hooked to that feeling? No, I wouldn't be hooked, but what the, the coin, the thing you need to watch out for with that is um, because of all that adrenaline pumping through your system and the excitement and it's live, it's happening now is you might have a limit that you've set of a thousand dollars but then with all that going on in your system you could pay end up paying two grand yeah. and regret it afterwards whereas if you if you just kind of registered your bid sorry me battery is after flashing up to say it's gonna go i'm gonna have to put me a uh, laptop uh, battery in i'll so just keep talking you keep talking right <laughs> back in a sec all right i have a question for you so i'm gonna keep talking because Larry's had to go and get his, uh, oh, his adapter. This is very poor kind of preparation, especially for episode six. If this was one or two, I'd let it go. But it's... I'm uh, no, back in action. I'm back. I'm back. That was actually pretty quick. Yeah. So so here's... The, I, I'm going to ask you something. I know we're, we're straying here, but is there... In, in, in this game, is there big egos involved? Like, have... Do people kind of get a kick out of beating the other person? Like, is there... Like, would there be an element to that? Yeah, I would have a bit of that in me. Yeah, yeah, I'd have a bit of that in me. Um, just a bit. There's many part, many different aspects to it. Like, um, like there's many different aspects to a person's personality. So different parts of your personality would come out, you know. But like, it's because like most people bid uh, online from home. They don't get to meet these people in person. You don't. Most times, you don't know who bought the item, so you don't actually get to live that thing out. Right. You're, you are you mm, never really physically in the auction house. Very seldom. Very seldom, yeah. Um, but you could still have those thoughts of like, if you won this unique guitar owned by an iconic artist, you might feel like, I, I own this. I'm the yeah, one. Yeah. I won it. I'm the top dog or something. <laughs> you know, I'm cooking the walk. You might have moments where you, that would cross your mind, like, but it's only human, you know. Okay. Like having a flashy car. You think you're the business. 
sometimes. Other times you're just using it to go to the shop. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So where where was this? Where was this auction? Was it US? Was it? No, it was in the UK. It was in the UK. Right. So anyhow, yeah, looking forward to the auction at the computer, getting ready to bid. There was video, so I could see the auction taking place. So anyhow, this lock came about, and I was like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I was bidding, bidding and bidding. And I was willing to pay probably a couple of, you know, two grand or something for the item. Because I had seen that I had, had sold for 10 grand somewhere else. So I thought two grand would be pretty good. And uh, I'm bidding live in the auction. And I can see the auctioneer. And the auctioneer would be saying, when a bid comes in, they will say whether it's online or in the room. I was bidding away and was like going, you know, 200 pound, 250, 300, 350, so on, until it went to 800 pound. And I was, I had bid 800 pound. They were, they were like, any more bids, any more bids? Uh, and no bids came in. So they said, you know, sold 800 pound. Hammer went down. They moved on to the next lot. So that was okay. that. Yeah, you were, you were, you did well. Yeah, I did well. I was like, I, yeah, it's, that's, it's really nice when you get it for a lower, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get it for a bit cheaper than you expected. Yeah. So that was that. And I was bidding on other lots. Um, so I was delighted with myself. So then the next day, I get an email uh, with the invoice from the auction. And I had bought like five, I think I had bid on six items, six different lots. And I looked at the invoice, but it only had five lots on the invoice. Okay. And it was missing that one, the most important one, the main one that I was bidding on. So I just sent him an email saying, um, I just got the invoice and it's missing lot number XYZ. And they got back and they said, oh no, sorry, that was sold to a different bidder for £850. And I, was, I wrote back, actually when they wrote, when, they, when I got that email back, there was alarm, alarm bells ringing inside me. I thought, there's something up here because I, I was watching the auction. Well, I'm sure there must be a record of that. It must be recorded or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, And I was like, I watched the auction. There was no bid for A50 that came in. And if I had of, I would have came up on my internet screen. And I, I had two kind of things. I had the, the internet bidding. So there was like data in, on the screen. And there was the visual of the auctioneer, and both of them f- finished at eight hundred pound. The auctioneer said eight hundred, and the data from There's no the, discrepancy, yeah. And the auction house, so the auction, the online auction room I was using wasn't owned by the auction house. It was like a platform that auction houses use. So it was yeah. like a third party. Yeah. So it was like really two separate entities, you know. So I was like, now I'm, I was like, something isn't right here. I just had a feeling something wasn't right. I got back and I said, no, that's my lot. I, I won that for £800. There was no other bidder. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I explained why. And he got back and said, no, there was, a, there was another online bidder who won it for £850. And I said, that's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. That didn't, ha- didn't happen. Like, um, And he said, we're very sorry. Yeah, this doesn't usually happen, but it's just what, how it is now. And I was like, there's no way. I said, there's something, something fishy about this. Because I thought, well, possibly... It didn't meet the reserve or something, was that? Was that? Oh. No, it met the reserve, but it, they were expecting, I think, to sell for more. 
plus like if you do a Google if you Google it online you'd see like that the last one sold for 10 grand so yeah. you know they, my thoughts were like they probably knew that that was worth a lot more than what it sold for so they'll nab it yeah well, I could be completely wrong but look you, you don't have all you have is your instincts to go on so I thought okay I need to act fast here because uh, before I know it the, it's just going to be gone so I got in contact with the auction platform and I said, here, look, I'm after winning a lot. And the auction house is telling me that someone else is after winning it, an online bidder. You're the only platform that they were using. So there's not like they were using three different platforms. So it was only you. Can you tell me if there was any bidder for that bid 850 or was I the only, was I the last bidder? And she said, Oh, no, you, I'm looking at the records here and you were the last bidder. There was no other online bidder. Oh, brilliant. So I was like, okay. So I got back to the auction house and I was like, um, I just got off the phone from the auction platform and they've confirmed uh, from the records that I was the last bidder and I won the lot. And then they got back to me and I'm like, okay, uh, let, we'll, look, we'll have a look into that. And the bidder who won it already has the item, so we'll contact them and... And we'll, we'll see, can we get it back off them? Oh, and I, they already have it. Yeah, and I was like, something about, I was like, how could they have it so quickly? Did they, you know, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I, I, I said, so I, the, the auction house asked me to call them, so I called them. And I said to the guy on the phone, I said, look, I, I think I know what's going down here. And I said, I have lots of resources and I said, I'll get a, I'll get a, a lawyer involved if you're going to mess me around. I said, I oh, know I won that lot. I spoke with this, the auction platform. So I said, honestly, I said, don't mess around with me. Like I, I, I'll take this as far as I need to. Um, it was a matter of principle for me and fairness. Um, and I said, I was waiting like two months for this auction. Like, you know, yeah. I spent the day here sitting down for three hours. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, it does a cost to me, like, and uh, I said, this is really frustrating. So I said, okay, I'll, 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 I'll check it out, I'll check it out. Yeah, they, they got back and said they, they managed to get the item back off that bidder and, <laughs> them, and it's, it's, it's mine now and, you know, uh, all, the, all, everything was resolved. Everything was resolved. Did they take responsibility for a mistake or no? No. They didn't, exp- like... If if that person was the last bidder and won it, there's no way they'd take it back off. I'm no, just like that. Yeah. There's no way he'd give it or he or she would give it back. It'd because be still it'd, going on now. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like me, the way I was reacting. I knew I was the last one. So if they knew they were the last bidder, why on earth would they give the thing back? So like the thing I like I suppose what it comes down to, it's like gut instinct and it's this combination of gut instinct and then your ideas of actually what's happening. Um, from my experience, sometimes my ideas of what I think is happening, a lot of times it's, it's not correct. But what does be correct is my gut instinct. So there's this just like feeling that something isn't right. Uh, my brain tries to fill in the story, like the gaps, like uh, which I've probably shared with you now, and some of the elements mightn't be true, you know. But what most likely was true was my gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to question sometimes the, yeah, like how I fill in this the plot line. Yeah. But I question that, but not 
not really question my gut instinct to go with that. And I did on that occasion, and uh, I'm very happy I did because it's a, it was really important to me. Would you have done business since? Did you? Would you have shunned them for that, or would you just go back and do more? Of it? Like, does it matter if they have more items? Would you just go back and work with them again, or? No, it would still be logged in my memory that even today I look back over the emails and I thought, oh, those, yeah. those guys. Okay. They're still in business? They're still in business, yeah. Right, my but you got it. You got it. You have it. You're, 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 you're happy. Have you still got it? I have it here in front of me, but I don't want to show because I don't want to identify anybody or anything. Look, nobody's perfect. Don't get me wrong. I just had to stand up for myself in that moment. Um, but I wouldn't identify them or show the item that would lead to identifying. Who That's they- fair enough. Are you gonna Are you gonna move the item, or was it a personal thing that you wanted? Uh, no, it was just a business investment. Okay, so it will be going on the market at some stage again. Yeah, in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cool, man. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so I wanted it. There's, there's another kind of area. Uh, well, there's loads of areas I'm pretty interested in, but obviously, we've had a few different kind of businesses over the years, and I'm I'm a kind of an avid reader and studier of the corporate world or whatever. And uh, this whole thing with Boeing over the last year or year and a half with the 737 max um i suppose i was what kicked my interest in i love aviation and i read a good bit about like um i'd like my private license at some stage but we were in indonesia when the first one went down and i remember i was uh we were we were in a, a hotel and i remember this is an airplane jody isn't it yeah, this is yeah. an airplane that that crashed in Indonesia um, a year a year and a half ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, and uh, so we were we were there, and I was reading the newspaper, and on the front page of of the newspaper was a picture, and and I this was the first time I'd heard about it because we had we had probably been traveling that day to get there, and then the next day I read about it. So it was kind of a kind of affects you when when you're kind of depending on your circumstances at a certain moment in your life, things can affect you more than others. So like the staff were coming over to me and like, did you see what happened? Like, you know, we were on a different Island. We weren't on Java. We were in Bali, but even the staff were like, we're okay. It was none of our family and no, nobody to do with the hotel. You know, the way something like that would sit with you more so than just like, it's terrible, but even turning on the news and seeing that it doesn't really get into Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But this became part of my fabric. So then I was kind of following the case a little bit. And then four months later, uh, another one went down in Ethiopian Airlines. And then the questions really start to, like, what's this? These, these are brand new planes. These are like a couple of months old. And they're the latest and greatest. Like, I mean, you, these should, this shouldn't be happening. So they grounded them all then, right? So all them planes now, all 737 Max are sitting in it like a parking lot yeah. nose the tail nose the tail i don't know how many of them maybe 200 of them are sitting there wow. they're all in their colors ryan there lion there everyone beside it. so there's amazing photography of this now but they're trying to fix the problem so then that got me thinking like because i'm all about this whole integrity and honesty and all in business and i'm not i'm not saying that you shouldn't make a few quid that's not at all what it is about and um, mm-hmm. but i do feel that there should be an underlying current of of kind of an upstanding way of and an ethical way of doing business right so 
I started to think, wow, this is so. I started kind of engulfing all the all the information out there, and I I was just I kind of jumped on it to say, well, Boeing are definitely there was a like now there's emails after coming out and stuff where there was a it just didn't look good what what was going on. There was like a bit of a culture. It looked although a huge percentage took it very seriously. There was there was a tiny element of kind of like um if they could get it through to be it to market because there's all i'll tell you what in the plane industry now we were going bigger 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 right up to like the a380 and then all of a sudden like so that was 600 people on a plane or something and then they said actually this isn't the way to go let's go smaller 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 that you can do loads of short routes you know yourself so so this the business model has kind of changed so they were trying to push this plane a little bit maybe a little bit too quick mm. and the 737 was basically getting longer and longer and longer right so it was what was the original design was after being stretched out like a stretch armstrong yeah and in order to do that they had to reposition the engines on the wings and stuff because it, it just scientifically it's all about energy and inertia and it, so anyway um the, the, I, I immediately jumped on the thing of oh, i'm going to read all about boeing see what's going on but then the more you looked, the more it was actually a whole load of failures in this way. So what happened was then in Indonesia, there was a, an explosion of cheap flights and cheap airlines. And in China, the same happened. Like, mm-hmm. And it was deregulated, I think, in, in some of these countries. So obviously everyone started opening airlines and trying to make a few quid, like the Ryanair model or whatever. But... Um, so there was loads of players getting involved and obviously just I think there's about 300,000 registered pilots in the world so Whoa. if you think about that it's, it's, it's a lot and how do you say there's something that's called airmanship which is it's not like penmanship but it's very hard to put a thing on it but it kind of means that you're you're at one with the aircraft you you understand the science of flight, not just hmm. you went through the motions and now you fly, you fly the basic what you need to do. You check the lists, you fly autopilot and you land it and take off. And because hmm. like, with 300,000 pilots in the world, not every one of them can, be, can, can work in the same kind of manner. Hmm. So I think the problem then was when you look at it, that plane that went down in Indonesia, the pilot and co-pilot, they did have uh, a good bit of experience, but investigations kind of showed that they were a little bit, they were spooked by what was going on in, in quite a severe way, it seems. And they were a bit, uh, like, it didn't seem like they had a natural kind of ability to try and figure out what was going on. They were going through checklists and they were, they, were, they, they said the questions were not really appropriate to the situation. Like afterwards, they said all this. So there was kind of a knock-on effect. So, the plane was trying to hide this bit of software and the pilots didn't know that this bit of software was in the plane because Boeing never thought it would need to be told because it was so, mm. it was so hidden. But then when it did malfunction, the pilots had no clue how to deal with it. And because they were, they were maybe they were trained in a certain way. They didn't have that reaction to it. Like you've got like, it's just like this combination of factors that has probably been over the last 20 years come together and it was, it was, it was probably missing this, this, this chain of integrity was probably missing everywhere. The plane, the, the pilot model, 
um, maintenance even maybe because there's so much action now like it's very hard with the amount of flights that are in the air every time so um, yeah but my initial reaction was to jump on Boeing but I realise now after like, loads more information that obviously them and the FAA which monitors Boeing's um, actions they didn't really pick it up and they're the authority and then once it gets out into the wider world and pilots from all over the world are flying this aircraft um it's kind of you're kind of i'm not saying you're asking for it but it was a bit of an it was ingredients that could have went pear-shaped mm. and unfortunately like they went it was it went horribly wrong in, in those two planes. do you remember those accidents there i do i do I remember reading about what the, about the, the issues that they had with the software in the plane and yeah. caused the plane to nosedive automatically yeah. Yeah, and, and when you don't know what it's doing, like, and I don't think they could switch it to manual or something, or they didn't know how. Um, mm. It was something to do with the pitch, which, yeah, it's like when it's climbing, the plane was reacting, like, and then there's maintenance. I've heard, like, I've read reports of, of uh, parts being changed the day before the flight and things that maybe weren't done properly. But it's just, I suppose, it's just a lesson to, even on my side, to just wait until you know as much as you can yeah. before you kind of make your decision on it. I would be I would be like that with anything. Like even if I feel like when the when the controversy came out about phones, you know the way they when you're did you hear about when they kind of they, they purposely make your mobile phone go slow so you'll hopefully buy a new one, you know, this type of thing. Yeah. Like I think the penalties for that should be quite severe. Like I think that kind of thing you're adding to like the climate problem. Mm-hmm. You're adding to like mining issues, trying to get the crap out of the air. You're adding to people's like financial burden by this, you know, your youngsters are wanting these and asking their parents for, does a huge knock on like, I'm using an iPhone 5S still. Like it's, it's mental. That is an old phone. Yeah. But it, I mind it and it's fine, but they do. I do see like the battery would be on 37% and then you look at it and it's like on 3%. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just using that as an example. This, this is going on and I do find that sometimes when, when companies get very big, they almost kind of have, they have like a different rule than all the rest of the small to mediums out there and they're just too big that they're just kind of unpunishable in a way. Money, yeah, a fine is not going to really do it, and and yeah. it's always a fine or it's a. But like, I, I just yeah. Fine, so that, the that's what never, the fine oh. never compensates the actual customer. Like yeah, yeah. Like especially in the likes of I think the Lion Air. I think they were going to give each family member of of that plane that crashed in Indonesia, say it was a hundred grand per person. Like you can't put money on on a debt. But I mean, the CEO stepped down of Boeing uh, after after this incident, and I think he walked away with thirty million or something like as a yeah because yeah. that's a severance package. You know, he's entitled to that if that's in his if that's in his paperwork. But the paperwork should say, well, look, if you're overseeing an issue like that, maybe you don't get all that. You no, know what I mean? Maybe no, that's divided amongst yeah. Like, so that's my little that's my little thing for this week. Yeah, but what you're talking about is integrity, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. And how would you like? You mentioned about your own work, because uh, I have some thoughts on it. Like, when it comes to integrity, um, like I mentioned earlier, nobody's perfect. Like, and 
we're made up of all these different parts, good and bad and everything in between. And well, for me, what I do to try to protect myself against making bad decisions is I've identified like uh, what my values are. Um, and if I'm sometimes unsure about a decision I'm going to make, be it in business or whatever, um, or, how, or, or does a decision or an opportunity, and I, I feel the certain feelings inside that I'm like, mm, I'm kind of questioning my response to the idea of doing something. Then I need to check in with my values and say, do I, do I want to do that thing? Like, what, what cost will I have on me? On my peace of mind, really, my feeling of peace of mind. And then I say to myself, no, my peace of mind is, is too important. I'm going to let this thing pass and something better. And I know this from experience, something better always comes along. Always comes along. But it's just to get, to get over that hump. Some people choose uh, at times. Um, like we all have done, we've chosen the what seems like the easy route, but I, I can have like detrimental consequences. In that scenario, people died um, because yeah, of it. Yeah, and what you were saying there, you you obviously you have your checklist and you do it so often, and you know for a fact that something better will come along, and it's it's not it's just not right in that moment. Although you're thinking, I really should do it, but you've your, so you've kind of almost put it like a habit in place where you know for a fact that that's just not right. Yeah, it's a tricky one. And especially, I think, at the moment with what's going on, I think, uh, like, my brother's a, a delivery driver, a courier company, and um, he said he's as busy as ever. And what that says to me is, although this has come along, and this is, this is unprecedented, and it's, it's shocked the world, people are still kind of thinking, well, I'll do a bit of internet shopping because, you know, I'm sitting at home here and this will be over in a few weeks and I do need that jacket that I've been looking at for a while. So we're still, we're still kind of in the old mode of, of, of living. And I think there might be a divide when this, if and when this all moves on, I think a lot of people will, will change and will adapt. And a lot of people will probably drive it on kind of the way it was. So I don't know what the few, like we're we're getting into something probably there like a bit philosophical, but um I do feel people are still trying to trying to live the life that we're living up to like four weeks ago, you know, almost identical, just that they're at home a bit more, you know. Mm. So anyway, that's um so that's 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 just my little bit for this week. Okay, thanks, Jody. Um yeah, I I mean uh, our YouTube views have gone up a little bit. I, I've noticed a few extra views. It was I was on it yesterday and it actually doubled. Uh, it's gone from one view to two. Well, you didn't have to throw that in. You could have just said we've doubled in those few days because that's how I was like, that sounds amazing. So <laughs> I do know some people that have been listening and then maybe for the odd episode they'd watch. It's mad, like I probably wouldn't watch too many things on YouTube, but I know people that do. Um yeah, I'm I'm busy myself. I'm trying to put a little guitar course together, a little beginner guitar course together. That uh, it's it's something that I've found great solace in there the last kind of three years since I took it up. And yeah, I'm hoping to have that maybe next week or so. I'm putting a PDF together. I'm putting it's going to be online, but I'm just in the finishing touches of it. So I'm looking forward to that. And there's a few other projects, but it's, it's kind of. If depending on how long we go, do you feel you're getting a bit like is it you're getting a bit store crazy in any way, or are you trying to come up with new things? Are you yeah? 
No, I'm not getting store crazy at all, actually. Um, I've actually felt better now than I probably ever have. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I still like would like to go and I'd like to play um, soccer and there's things I'd like to do, but in general, like I'm feeling pretty good and um, I'm working on a new business idea at the moment. Quite excited about that. Uh, whether anything comes of it, God knows. I've I had lots of business ideas over the years. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have a couple of different things going on and yeah, I'm in a really good place, thankfully. Great. I am as well, actually. I'm 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 quite solid at the moment, thankfully. Like um, when things were booming, I probably had I had worse times. Like I remember even back in 06, 07, 08, when supposedly the world was electric and you couldn't keep you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't not make money. I I chose to not take part in that. Like um I, I seem to float along just the same as ever. And then the recession, I kind of missed out on that as well. But so look. We are going to be back again uh, next week. It's Easter weekend this weekend. We will probably do one on Tuesday instead of Monday of next week with it being Easter Monday. There was a few things on, I think, first. So um, I just want to say, again, tell your friends and family. Recommend us if, if you like it. Like You can't rely on it just to be found. And it's just lovely if, if, if we see a little bit of growth, it kind of keeps the motivation and, and it, it, it excites us a little bit. Like we're not in it for, for ego or money or for fame. We just like to see people listen to something a bit different. So I want to say thanks again for tuning in and I will see you next week. Yeah. And also Jody, yeah, we made a little bonus kind of 10 minute clip. I got a package from FedEx. Oh shit. Don't, you don't know what's in there. You might want to check that out. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's right. Sorry, there will be a little bonus episode yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, and watch it on YouTube or listen to the podcast uh, bonus episode if you want, because I, I try my best to, to verbally describe what was in the box. Okay, that's that's actually great. Thanks, there. Okay, well, so so we've two episodes. We're going to be releasing bonus episode and episode six. So we're working hard, and um, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Take care, boy.